Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. I'm CJ, as you all know, and I'm joined by former Eels gun forward, and he's actually gone over to France, played for Catalans, and he's now currently, I mean, obviously not currently because of COVID, but he started the new Super League season with Huddersfield. Please join me in welcoming Kenny Edwards to the chat. Thank you very much for joining us here, mate. Thanks for having me, guys. Pleasure to be here. Too easy. Um, So let's get started. First of all, um, your debut, the NRL debut with the Eels in 2013. What was it like? Um, it's one of my favorite questions to ask people is, what was the debut like for you? Yeah, uh, for me, man, it was uh, um, it, it was a bit of a different experience. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in 2013 when, like, uh, I'd just, uh, I'd gone from playing park football the year before at uh, Park Football up at the Southport Tigers, yeah. Yep. I'd gone from playing um, park football. I went down and done a preseason with uh, Parramatta. I just got thrown a chance from Ricky Stewart. And, um, like, uh, I think it was, like, round three. Round three, like, I had a really good preseason. I really impressed them in the preseason. And um, I didn't make the cut for round one. But it got to about round three. Uh, I got to about round three. And uh, Rennie, Rennie went down injured. Rennie Matur went down injured. And... Um, yep. I got. I didn't know, but I got named in the team. To I got number named number eleven oh, to wow. play that week. Uh, that week, and I didn't know. I had no idea until all my family started ringing me. And you know, obviously, it's a massive occasion when 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 you play one NRL game and to play your first game is a massive uh, occasion. So, I had my phone going off. It was going <laughs> off tap, and and um, I had no idea what was going on. I didn't even know Ren was out injured. Oh wow, I was down injured. So um, I got on the phone to Irvy, who was our manager, a yep. bloke, um, Jason Irvine, who was our, our manager at the time. Um, and I said, mate, what's going on? Am I playing? And he goes, oh, we don't know yet. Um, and yeah, it, it was it was unsure. He, they named me. I'm not sure why they named me, but they it was a bit of unsure because Rennie may have played. He may not have anyway. The whole week it was like I was playing. And then at the last minute, um, Rennie come back and it, his, his ankle was fine. So... I didn't get to play, and um, as I don't know if you're uh, too aware of the second tier salary cap. But, uh, yes, uh, we are. well, I mean, I am to an extent, but fill us in. Yeah, well, the second tier salary cap, you can only play a certain amount of people outside your top 25. Um, and I, I uh, so if I'd played that round three game, I would have been fine. But uh, the week after, or about two weeks after, Semi Radraja uh, debuted. And he, so he was the last one that was able to make his debut from outside the top 25. For that year, and, sort of um, thing. For that year, for that year, yeah. So I wasn't uh, able to make, I had to sit in reserve grade the whole year when Ricky wanted to play me. Uh, he wanted to play me, but it, yeah, he couldn't play me the whole year because of it. But in round, uh, like for the round, last three rounds, he was trying to medically uh sit people out but obviously when you're when you're playing nrl you're not going to sit, sit any games out you know what well, i mean yeah you'll play as many as you players. can yeah 100 percent. so um but it got to the last round and a, a few of the boys you know sort of put their hand up and said look you know we'll give them a go so it got to the last round in 2013 and um i ended up playing a whole year of game, waiting it was, Far out. yeah <laughs> and it was it was just a it was just a different experience you know if, if i could have my time again i would have you know, because I know that one game was so special. I would have waited till round one the following year. You know, okay. it was a massive occasion. Was it a bit of relief for, for you that you got you like after the debacle of round three? Was it a bit of a relief for you for the final round to get the debut a bit? Um, yeah, it was, mate. But it was just like because that whole year we'd been getting beaten by fifty every every week, man. Yep. 40, 50 points every week. We were wooden spooners by by a long by a long way. And even in that game, we lost by I think it was fifty or sixty, oh. fifty or sixty points. So. Far out. It was a yeah, it was a bit of an ugly experience. 
Um, but, you know, if, I wish I could have waited the, the following year, you know, the round one the following year. So then you could have you potentially know? had, you know, 22 games worth of stuff sort of thing. Yeah, oh, just, just to just to finish that year 2000 off in, in a you know in the shitty year that it was and um to start the year the way we did in 2014 um you know manu and we had an awesome horse that had a that good first, lineup um yeah that that first one in 2014 um manu debuted um there's a couple others that were that were first to the club and it would have just been nice to have that moment you know and and um, rather than it being in a in a shit moment and yep. a shit time now that's fair enough. Um, talking about your time over in the UK and France, um, after your time with the Eels, you then headed over to Catalans in France. Um, we've got a few people who've gone over there this year, such as we've got Josh Drinkwater. You know, we, Jimmy Maloney's gone over there. What was it like for yep. your time in Cat- with Catalans, and also winning their only silverware in 2018? Well, so far their only silverware um, with the Challenge Cup in 2018. What was that experience like as a whole with Catalans? Yeah, it was crazy, man, uh, how it all came about. Obviously, you know, things didn't go to plan, um, you know, back home in, in Oz and, uh, um, you know, I made some mistakes and things happened and I moved on. I didn't really look at Super League. I never really ever thought I'd come to Super League myself. Um, you know, I always wanted to stay in the NRL and it wasn't until, you know, this, you know, this, that what happened back home and I sort of got let go of the NRL, you know, we're going to deregister me. So I had to move on. So I went to, I moved to Catalans, which I, I didn't really know much about. Okay. And um, all, all I knew, I had a, I had a mate who was at with me at Parramatta, Braden yep. Williami, yep. Um, who was there. And, um, and uh, he, he, you know, he was giving me great feedback. Um, and when I sort of, when I, when the, I sort of went through my stuff in Australia with, you know, the NRL, you know, with that stuff with me driving and that, um, there was a few clubs that rang me up straight away from over here. Um, Same, you know, yeah, we want you. Yeah, yeah, Warrington was one, and Catalans were another one, and um, Simon Simon Wolford actually was was the first one, actually first coach to get on the phone. Oh wow! Uh, he was still in Australia. He he, he hadn't even started coaching them. Yet, but he was heading over. <laughs> he was like, himself. "No, I want you." <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So he he was the first coach that to ring me up and say, look, you know, I think you'd suit the game over there, and and I and I'd uh, yeah, I'd love it if you come come to Huddersfield with me. At the time, I sort of, um, you know, I had my heart set on going to France. I was going to say, why, place to I was going to say, why did you cho- out of all the teams? Because you said Warrington showed you know interest. Why did you choose to go with um, France in particular? Just um, the lifestyle. Just a lot. I heard that the lifestyle was beautiful over there, which it is. Mate, uh, when I got there, I couldn't believe it. It was like um, it's like the Gold Coast on steroids. Oh wow, really? Mate, it's, uh, <laughs> it's 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 a beautiful place to live. Um, but uh, yeah, and, and I enjoyed my time there. I enjoyed my time in France. But um, you know, there's some there's some other things away from football that that people don't see uh, like about. Definitely, about, family life would be one of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got I've got two young kids, man, and um, uh, my daughter. My daughter now she's she's really struggling in school because oh, you know okay. she went to a she went to an all, all French school. Um, they're all French schools over there, and I, I it was sort of my fault. It's my fault. I didn't make the effort to you know uh, maybe get an English teacher tutor to help my daughter and and all that sort of stuff. So we, she really struggled, and the language barriers like just to go up, like say if my son gets sick and. Uh, you know, here we have to go to the chemist or to the doctor. It's all just such a, you know, it's such a big, it's, it's such so hard. Well, especially being in barrier. the south of France in Perpignan, apparently the south of France is they genuinely only speak French, whereas the further north yeah. you get, they are a bit more lenient, speak a bit of English. But you're pretty much in the heartland, you could say, or you were in yeah. the heartland. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, in summer, everyone's happy and, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> and then in winter, all it's all. speak English. Yeah, and in winter, they don't really so give like, you the time of day. So, oh, wow. Yeah, so that, that's that, that, that sort of, um, you know, uh, when I come off contract, I signed a year and a half. I, I went there halfway through the year in 2018. And when I was coming off contract there, um, I, I sort of knew my time was up. I sort of knew I wanted to move on. Um, yep. You know, I enjoyed my time there and it was a beautiful lifestyle, but. For me, I just had to get a bit of normality back. Yep. Um, you know, for me, for my kids, get a bit of normality back in in our lives. And um, did Simon yeah, ring like a, ring you again and be like, "Yo, do you nah, still want to come I, to Huddersfield?" No, nah, I um I, I made contact with him. Okay. Uh, I I always had I always had it in the back of my head. Um, you know. He, that he was the first coach. He was the first one to reach out and say, look, you know, I really want to give you opportunity. I think you can And you also can him being from there. Australia in the NRL would also help you move yep. to that team as well. Yeah, 100%. I wanted to go back under, I wanted to come back under uh, um, under uh, Aussie, Aussie coach, Aussie or Kiwi coach. Yep. Um, and uh, say so again, Warrington um, were keen. Steve Price, who was my old, uh, my old coach from the St. George under twenties, yep. I had him in the under twenties at St George. Yeah, uh, he was on the phone, and and Simon was on the phone. Then in the end, I, I sort of made the best decision uh, for my family, you know, um, to secure a three year deal. You know, for me, who's thirty, um, and that had helped us more or less to... see you out to the end of your career, sort of thing, ish, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah, um, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, hopefully you can play longer. Play like thirty six, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how we go. But yeah, to get a three-year deal and, and the deal that I got was was uh, pr- was pretty uh, you know it's it pretty good and something I probably couldn't pass up. You know, security to, to uh, financially um, look after my family. Yep. And um, yeah, I always kept it in the back of my head. You know, that so that uh, germ uh, Simon Wolford was the first one to call me. Um, so you know, I'm just lucky. You know, I, I, I come to a to a great club. Um, you know, we, we were scared. I was scared about the weather because I heard the weather's crap here. <laughs> and what's it like? But, um, but yeah, it's crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, they weren't wrong. Uh, it's crap. But it's starting to get warm now. It was the hottest day yesterday. We were 17 degrees. So, That's a um, cold day for here, as you know. I know, I know, <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, no, but it's it's been mate, it's been a great change for me. Um, I, I um, obviously this team, this club didn't go too well last year. You guys started um, the season in the Super League this year, red hot form. Honestly, you yeah. guys, oh, fuck, I've, I've obviously. I love rugby league. So when the NRL wasn't on, there was a, I think it's about three or four weeks overlap where Super League starts before the NRL does. Yeah. And I was, yeah. I was just watching. I'm a fan of Leeds, but you guys started turning heads. So I started watching your games as much as I could on KO, and I was just like, "Fuck, these guys are yeah. damaging." So big ups to you guys for for um the season so far. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it's a massive turnaround. You know, the boys, they, I think they were like equal last last year, um, and they were they were lucky to stay up. You know, on like the relegation fight they were lucky to stay up yep um so you know from from where we were like where the boys were last year to where we are now was a massive you know it's a massive turnaround oh, for and sure i think aiden caesar's been a massive help um yep. he's been a massive hand on that i spoke um, to him the other day you know, and he said he's loving it over there so far which is good yeah yeah he's uh he's he's he's, he's our chief here and he's sort of you know me and him coming together and sort of you know we try to Try to bring out our, our style of um, things and, and, and our um, thoughts. Me and season at the start of preseason, really, um, we got together a few times and, and just went over went over a few things and that we agreed on that you know that that maybe need to be changed or maybe need to be looked at and you know there was a bit of a 
there's there's a few murmurs, you know. Oh, there's a few um, un, 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 unwrestled boys and, and that, but we knew that at the end of the day, you know, um, there needed to be a change from where the club was last year. And um, you know, Seas um, was a really massive hand, and that along with the coaching staff, you know, they they took what we had to say on board and and um, and really you know, listened C's, and C's went with it. it. Yeah, yeah, and you know, um, the boys really bought in too. That was the best thing about it. All the boys bought in, um, you know, and and. I think it's just a confidence thing for our, for the Huddersfield boys. You know, they had no confidence going in the back end of last year. But some of the boys that we've got here, mate, like uh, a bloke Lee Gaskell we've got here, he's a 5'8", mate, he's a freak. I haven't seen people do what he does at training. You know, the stuff he does at training is like, it's, it's freakish. And, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of uh, kids coming through and we've got some good, good, a good core here. You know, I think the only thing they needed was confidence. And I think, um, you know, C's sort of helped the boys and uh, bring a bit of confidence about themselves this year. No, that's good to hear. Um, we've got a few questions from the Parramatta Eels fan page, uh, and, and especially on behalf of Adam Dummett. He asks, what was the story behind the Kenny Cramp slash Kenny Cuddle? <laughs> Man, the, the Kenny Cramp, how did that start? Man, as, as, as everyone back home knows, man, I'm a bit of a clown. I'm a bit of a larrikin. I can't remember what started. I think it was maybe just in a game, man. Just in yeah. a game, I think I... I think I like I'd done one in a game like you, like in, like you mean like you got an actual cramp in a game sort of thing. No, nah, I never oh. got no, nah, it was never an actual cramp. Um <laughs> it's a funny story like the first time I got no like the first two or three times I got it the trainer kept running me out of this pickle juice. Yep. Like mate drink this pickle juice drink it now and he was trying to shove it in my face. I said get that freaking thing out of my face. I haven't <laughs> got a cramp. But um yeah, I, I don't know how the cramp started. I think I just done it in one game which was like Maybe four minutes to go. Always under five minutes, and if we're up by more than a try, you know. Yeah, yeah. Slow, so slow play down a bit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But <laughs> it blew up. I, I can't. I think it might have been Vossi. I think Vossi blew it up, and then it's sort of become a social media thing. And then so I had to keep doing it. Yep. You know, and um, and the same with the the, the, the candy cuddle. cuddle you know, yep. I didn't even, yeah, I didn't even realise I'd done it, man. The first time was to um, JT, which I regret. I regret after. Uh, my cousin, my first cousin, was up there at the time, James Tamo. I was going to say, yeah, James Tamo is a cousin of yours, isn't he? Yeah, <laughs> he. Um, well, he, we we we. I done it to JT, and I didn't even think of doing like I didn't even. It wasn't a planned thing or anything. Like they, we scored like, and it was pretty much on top of him. So I just grabbed him and like that. And what. What um, blew it up again was the media. I think Heine, Heine and um, Fletch blew it up on the Maddie John show that yep. that next Monday, and then it became a thing. And it just so happened that the next day, the next week, we were playing um, the Bulldogs, <laughs> and uh, we, we we scored a try down the left hand side, and um, we scored a try down the left hand side, and uh, Hopper, my old teammate from Para, yep. he was right there. <laughs> He was right there, so um, yeah, I, I grabbed him, and then yeah, it sort of blew up from there. It was just a social media thing. Yeah, nice. Um, and the other question he asks is, um, obviously you've covered it more or less, really, but do you have any regrets of some of the things that unfortunately went down during your time in the NRL? Yeah, mate. Obviously, you know, um, it was a checkered, checkered. My time in the NRL was a checkered time. Um, uh, you know, I, I regret a lot of things, but at the end of the day, it, it probably. It made you who, me to the, it made you who the man you are now. Today, yeah. Yep. Um, there was certain things, you know, that happened in the NRL um, that have driven me to, to, to where I am now. And, um, you know, obviously I'd love to go back and and um, and have my time over again because, like I said, it's it's every kid's dream just to play one, R, one NRL game. And, 
you know, I really got a good opportunity. I had a good opportunity to, to make a life life out of it and make good money and make lifelong friends and have, you know, the best coach in, in Brad Arthur. And, and you know, I, I really feel like I, at the time um, I let my teammates down in, in 2018 when I left when, when we were going for a hard time. You know, my the biggest thing that I had on my shoulder was that I let my mates down when, you know, when we hadn't won a game, we won two from ten or something like that. Oh. Um, you know, I... I um, I wasn't there to help them out of the trenches, and you know it was so it was so painful watching them that year, 2018. You know the way they were losing, and you know um, if I could have my time again, you know obviously I'd, I'd do things over. But like I said, um, there was things in the NRL that drove me to where I am now, and and the man I am now, and you know I'm happy for that. Now that's fair enough. Um, and speaking of um, the man you are now, the man you are now is living a sober life. Um, could you let us know, uh, first of all, how long ago did you decide to get sober and how is sobriety treating you? Yeah, good, mate. Um, I decided it was... Um, I'm so, so my one-year mark is in uh, May the 11th. Oh, wow. So, so it's coming month. up. Congratulations. Yeah. Thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, yeah, it's been... Uh, well, it hasn't, even, it felt, it hasn't felt like it's been that long. Wow. A whole year without alcohol. You know, it's been... It's been um, um, probably the best 11 months of my life, easily the best 11 months of my life. Uh, you know, I, I see, I see, I see the world, you know, as a different place now. I, um, it's, it's a completely, I got a completely different mindset. Um, you know, when you, when you're sober, every decision you make, you can make, make, you know, a conscious decision that you're going to make the best decision for you, for your family. Um, you know, it's been, honestly, mate, it's been the best 11 months of my life. Um, I went That's back to, to so uh, New Zealand in, in the off season and, um, you know, I, just, I was just able to enjoy everything. Normally, I hate, like, I go back, when I'm in Australia, I don't really like going back to New Zealand and that. Uh, I, I love seeing my family, but after a week, you know, you, you have enough. But yeah. after it was after about two or three weeks, mate, and I was still there and I was still loving it. And then, oh, wow. I just, yeah, you just realize that everything, you know, that you're just enjoying everything because you're sober and you can make conscious decisions and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, it's, it's been the best 11, 11 months of my life, mate. No, that's great to hear. And congratulations and may many more years follow with that. Thanks, um, mate. No, that's all good. Uh, next topic would be COVID-19. It's the elephant in the room, you could say, at the moment. First of all, mm. how is it treating you? How are you treating it? And how are um, things with the Huddersfield clan, you know, the team in general, dealing with it at the moment because having to self-isolate and also train in self-isolation? Yeah, it's... Um Man, it's in some ways, you know, it's been it's been the wake up call the world's needed. Oh, agreed. Uh, for a long time, you know what I mean. It's it's not ideal, and and you know it's it sets everyone back. You know, I lose money, everyone loses money over it. But maybe it's a little setback in life that 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 uh, that like, everyone needs. There's already everyone environmental benefits, apparently. You know, like China, you can see blue sky and all that sort of stuff now, which yeah, is really yeah. good. Yeah, so you know, maybe it's it's to kick up the ass that, that the world needed, mate. And I'm um, just like sitting in in in, in uh, isolation. You know, you think about things you you don't think about before. You think about family. You know, your family all the time. You think about you know what you're gonna do when you get you. You don't take the little things for granted, like you know, like going outside. Little, <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. We're in lockdown. We've been on a two week strict lockdown here, yep. so we're not you know not allowed, not allowed to leave the house unless it's for an uh, hour of exercise. Or, I think it's groceries um, as well. To get groceries, yeah. That's the same here. So, you can't um, do that. Oh, and doctor's appointments is the other thing as well. So, yeah, so it's crazy. Nah, it's, it's, 
Uh, yeah, it's been crazy, mate. But, you know, I'm lucky we, uh, just before the lockdown started here, I went into our gym at Huddersfield and I packed my whole car up with yep. a rower, a watt bike with heaps of weights and, and that. So, mate, I, I'm actually enjoying it. I'm enjoying the time time by myself and time with my family. Um, Dying your hair you blue. Know, like, <laughs> Check that yeah, out on Instagram yeah, to anyone so, who's listening to this. <laughs> yeah, friggin' hell. How did that yeah, go for I, you? <laughs> Oh man! I mean, it uh, looks yeah, good, first know. of all. But um, <laughs> but like, um, yeah. ha- did you have to dye blonde to then get a blue or? Yeah, so I started with the blonde challenge. Um, one of the you know the the um, bleaching your hair challenge that's yep. going around. Yep, yep. Yeah, well, Tack is one of the, one of my old teammates, Brad, Brad Takarangi. Um, yep. He um, he he no, I think Tack is the one that started it. Probably. <laughs> I think I think it was. I'm pretty sure it was. Anyway, he yeah he tagged me in the dye your hair challenge. So I ended up dyeing my hair blonde and that, and it went orange. It went ugly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I was like, oh no, I can't do this. So um, yeah, I chucked some blue in it and looks yeah. decent. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we'll see how we go. It'll be funny, you know. I seen one of ice, ice. Um, yeah, Isaac yeah. Isaac John. Yep. Yep. Yeah, oh, I seen one of his posts and it had like um, when the NRL returns and it's got all these dudes running around with blonde hair. And, <laughs> yep. Yeah, it'll be funny. I know um, there's a few boys from Para that have done it. So I know Brad won't be too happy once they they'll have to cut it off once they go back. He'll be hating it. Yeah, the Raiders are currently doing a shave your head challenge from what I've seen. Oh, really? You know, Sia Soliola, Corey Horsburgh, and I'm not sure if Chance Nickelkoxtad has done it either, but they're tagging each other in shaving the head. Oh, no. Nah, you lost me there. There's no way that's happening. No way I'm doing that. Yeah, no, nah, that's fair enough. Um, so to anyone who's listening, any potential Raiders players, tag Kenny Edwards in it. No, no I'm kidding. Way. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No. <laughs> um, so uh, next question or topic is the 2018 Challenge Cup with Catalan's Dragons, the first silverware. What was that like winning that match for you and the team in general? Man, it was crazy. It was it was crazy. Um, you know, obviously the the city of Perpignan and and for the French and for French rugby league was massive. Um, they haven't, you know, they haven't they hadn't won anything. And it's 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 funny because it's something I said in, in my first interview with the club is that you know it's um, the club's never won anything, and and I want to help bring silverware to the thing. And to be able to do that in the first year was was massive, um, was massive. But the thing for me, like I where I sort of, you know. It was. Uh, I got there halfway through the year, yeah. And yeah. Um, those boys went through a lot at the start of that year. They'd won, I think, the same as us at Para. I think they'd won two one from, or two, one from or two from like heaps, something like that. Yeah, one or two at the Catalans. And the year before, they were in the relegation game, so they had they played Lee Centurions and were yeah. in their relegation game, and they only just scraped through that. And then for the first like yeah, ten weeks of that that year. They were like one or two from ten. So and then, they were going the way that Toronto Wolfpack were, I go, were going up until this year with the COVID yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, now nah, they were a bit better. They, they, I think they'd won one or two games. Oh, by that, by that from, point, yep, um, yep. Yeah, yeah, and you know that the I think the thing for Catalans was that they had, they they did have a good team. They had a really good team. Oh, they did. Yeah. So that they were just yeah they they just like uh, they weren't clicking, but then it all clicked for them. They they clicked in the you know and they we they went on a big winning spree, and that's when I jumped on board. You know, I jumped on when once they started winning is when I got there. So and I just added to that, and I felt like that I didn't really I don't know I felt like there's. You know, there's a couple of boys that missed out on that game, like Louis Anderson and and Greg Bird. Uh, Louis missed out through um, injury. He got injured and he pulled out the day before. Yep. And uh, Birdie Birdie got uh, suspended <clears throat> the week before. Far out. So um, yeah, it was uh, for me. It felt a bit. 
it didn't feel like for those boys who had been there through all the tough for times. The, yeah, for the whole season. For the whole, yeah, and even the season before fighting relegation, mate. If, if I could have been in the trenches with them, with them through all that, then, mate, I, 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 you know, the coach, especially Steve Mack, you know, he would have felt such a massive, you know, um, achievement and that. But for me, who got there once they start, that already been on a winning roll. Yeah. And sort of, I sort of jumped on the train. It was different for me. Like, obviously, it's still awesome to win a Challenge Cup. Like, and. And um, th- I gave my um, I gave my medal away. I gave my medal to Greg Bird, who missed it. Wow! Who missed the? That's um, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, he, he was cried, just as much a part of the team out. as you were as well. Yeah, hundred percent. And uh, you know, he had, he'd never won anything. He said he'd never won anything in his life. And uh, he was he was just so heartbroken to to um, not have played to miss it to not have played. And um, yeah, after the game, I told him once I said, "Bro, I promise you, I'll give you my medal when we get our medal." So we got a medal. I gave it to him, and he just started crying, mate. Oh. And you know, to see, you know, he, that's, was, that's, he was there. That's at the start that's a good that's good sportsmanship right there. Very, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, for me, I felt like I, I hadn't really earned it. And uh, if I could give up, give my spot up to Birdie or to Louis Anderson, you know, in, in those times, then. Then I would have done it 100. Yep. percent um, But yeah, like like I said, mate, it was a bit different for me because I wasn't there when they were in the trenches. Um, but like I said, it, mate, the party went for about a week. Oh, this is when <laughs> well, I was still drinking. Well, cause, yeah, so, wow. And because it was, uh, yeah, mate, Catalan's first silverware, and for rugby yeah. league and fans, as you said, it would have been massive. You guys would have been treated mate. like literal heroes when you got oh, to the my airport. God. Oh my god, bro! We were like on a private jet home, and then once we got to the airport, the airport was flooded. Like wow. flooded with people, we couldn't. When we were like walking out to get our bags, it was mate. The whole airport was flooded, <laughs> mate. It was crazy. It was the craziest time. It was probably the craziest time I've ever had in my life. Um, like we we were on like we had a week the game the next week. <laughs> we had a game, so <laughs> that was on a Saturday. Yeah, that was on a Saturday. We had a game the next week back in Super League, mate. I swear we were still swe- in that <laughs> game that we played. We were still sweating Jim Beam vodka and that because did you win we, that we game? Stopped Nah, we got flogged. <laughs> that nah, that would have been why. Yeah, we got flogged. We played Castleford at Castleford and nah. we got flogged by like 40 points. It was, yeah, nah, we, we, no, one cared, no one cared about that game really because, <laughs> yeah, but nah, mate, it was it was a crazy time, man. It was awesome. Nah, that, that's awesome. Um, and just some last fun questions to finish up the uh, interview chat would be, how do you like your steak cooked? Uh, medium. Medium, nice, nice. Uh, if you could have any gadget... From any movie, sci-fi, spy movie, a- anything, what would it be and why? Oh man, that's a good one. Far out. Probably like to. What do you mean a gadget? Like as in it could be anything from you know Men in Black with the memory eraser to a James Bond car that drives itself to you to um, the oh, hoverboard okay. from Back to the Future. Any type of gadget sort of stuff that if you, if it could Far exist, out. what would you have and why? Man, I'd probably have to go. Fuck, <laughs> it's tough, eh? What, what did I love growing up? Bro, you stumped me. I'll come back to that one at the end. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Um, if you could have any superpower, what would it be and why? I was just going to say, yeah, flying. Yep. So I could, like, Superman, superpower, fly home back to Australia, see all my family, fly back here. Yeah, nah, awesome. Um, is there any advice that you've got for any youngsters that are hoping to make it in the big league one day? 
Yeah, I think um, obviously dedication dedication's a, a massive thing. You know, you got to be dedicated to what you love and, and what you want to do. Um, but also, you know, just 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 love what you do rather than you know rather than going out and having to. The, you know when you're a kid when you're playing rugby league or you want or you just love going out and playing with your mates and you just love you know going to training and hanging out with your mates i think you know little things yeah. like that we take for granted and when you and you definitely uh, would now be given given the self-isolation sort yeah. of stuff and when you when you're wanting to you know be a, be an nrl player you can become obsessed with all the little things you know oh, i can't do this i can't go do this i can't do that just love what you're doing and you know at the end of the day you know if you're supposed to do it you're supposed to do it but just love what you're doing i, I reckon fair enough um and just got to circle back to the gadget because that's the last talking point i can think of gadget man oh You know what? It'd have to be a pause remote. You know the yeah from like click everything pauses from, yeah from, from click yeah yeah it'd have to be from yeah it'd be that honestly so could, that's yeah, a, that's push, a push pause score a few tries and come back to the game and we're up by twenty <laughs> yeah honestly that's the way to do it <laughs> um, I want to thank you very much for joining us here on the podcast and I'll get you on again at some point throughout the year hopefully no once worries, Super bro. League has come back on yeah no worries mate thanks for having me fellas and can't wait to watch it thank you have a good one. Thanks, brother.